Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, hello, hello, Yins guys, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your main bitch, Kim, and Yins guys, I just have to say, uh, we have a special guest coming up, but I do have to say real quickly, I went to Target the other day, okay, and they have this like new line or something out. It's called Stony Clover Lane, right? And I bought this tumbler. First of all, it was $10. You know, I like to um, ball on a budget, right? So I am obsessed with it. It literally is a tumbler that's like mint green and pink on the top. Like, I sound like an idiot, but you need to go on Target.com. This is not a plug either. It's not like they're sponsoring me or anything, like, but they should. So anyways, that's just my self-indulgent buy. Now, Yin's guys, I have a lovely newcomer to the show. However, he is not a newcomer to the podcast world because he has not one, well, he had one podcast, but he changed it up, changed the name, but his old podcast called the church of housewives and yes you can still look it up because i did okay so you should check it out but his new podcast is called blonde hair black heart please welcome yin's guys blake adam hello my dear how are you i'm good thank you so much for having me i like was gonna be like excuse me i need to put this on pause and run to target really quick ah! <laughs> so brb honestly target <laughs> is the shit uh, i I don't know. I just, I get so excited when I go in there. And you know what? I get a lot of my shit, no lie, the dollar spot. I mean, the dollar spot is really good. I'm not saying I get all my shit from dollar spot, but I love the dollar spot. How do you feel about the dollar spot? I'm all for it. Like if you have like a a fun little party that you're trying to throw or like you need some crafty shit, I'm all about the dollar spot. But like Target as a whole is like my Mecca. Um, My, my, my dear mom, who's like my best friend. She, when I was in elementary school, she would just randomly come and like pick me up from school. I'd get like a call in the classroom and be like, Blake, like uh, your mom's at the office. And I'd be like, oh my God, what, what's going on? And she'd be like, we're going to Target. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) The best. Listen, I used to work for Target way back in my youth I mean when I was in college so but I do remember actually I think nowadays I think this might be because of COVID but they close a lot earlier than they used to because when I was working they used to close at like 10 but I think they close at either 8 or 9 now at least they do around here and I'm in Pittsburgh at the moment so yeah no you can't do like your your late night uh like drunk or high shopping there anymore so <laughs> which is true. maybe maybe for the best yeah. because that's why they I have mean, walmart even... right exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right yins guys we definitely were talking about these department stores we love right but let's talk about the real reason why we're both really here bravo bravo motherfucking bravo okay denise mm. richards <laughs> Now, let me ask you there, Blake, what got you on your Bravo journey, so to speak? Yeah, I've got to give all credit to my best friend, uh, Brittany, who she and I have been best friends since fifth grade. And she was always into like all of the reality shows. And and I, I loved them, too. But I was more you know, I was into like the hills and Laguna Beach and then like Jersey Shore. So I was more of like an MTV guy, you know? 
And I'm with you on that. Probably, as well. yeah. And so it was probably about like 2012 or so mm-hmm. when I really got into the housewife. So I was I was late to the game. Right. Um, but fortunately at that time, all of the shows were already on Hulu. Yeah. So I I did like a full binge and you know, I I started at the beginning. I did Orange County first and I binged it all. And then I went and did New York and I binged it all. And then I did Atlanta and I binged. So I like did them in order. Yes powered through all of them. And then finally, you know, pretty quickly actually got to a place where I was watching them all live. So yeah. So it was my friend. She was just, you know, for, for probably like a year, she was like, you have to watch these shows. You're going to love them. And I was like, well, no, like they're old ladies. And I like, I like Lauren Conrad. (laughs) That's what I, that's what I thought too. A hundred percent. A hundred. I was an LC girl all the way. Totally team LC for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't think I would relate to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You got your Bravo education very 100%. quickly. Yeah. Now, um, I saw with um, your podcast, you've interviewed actually a bunch of Bravo libs. Yeah. Yeah. Now, definitely. You know, I'm not saying that any of the Bravo libs listen to my show, but hey, guess what? You should. Frank Catania, love you, honey, because you do follow me. Thank you. Um, Frank the Tank, love him. Yes, love him so much. Now, was there a favorite that you had? I know probably people ask you that shit all the time, but I'm asking you now, so it's yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so I I loved Tamara Judge. Um, like, you know, watching all of Orange County, she was one of my favorites on the show. Yes. And I had the honor of interviewing her maybe like a year and a half ago at this point mm-hmm. um, on the Church of Housewives. And she was sure. great. She she and I are not on good terms anymore. No. So put, put that to, to the side. Okay. Uh, and, Another and, day. Yeah. If you, mm. if you want the full tea on that, I talk about it on my podcast. There's an yes. episode called Marvel for Morons from like a month ago. Okay. Uh, so go take a listen to that. I kind of okay. spill why we're not friends anymore. Well, I, I talk about like what was bothering me and she heard the podcast. She, she sure. listens sure. and she DM'd me and basically called me a meanie and then blocked me. So go listen, guys. Oh my God. The <laughs> but I will still say. Spilled. I'm going to add some yes. sugar. Right. <laughs> uh, but but I will still say she was one of my favorite interviews okay. and she's still one of my favorite housewives. Like, you know, I can put that personal shit aside sure. on the show. No one does it like Tamara Judge. Right. I think um, I also really, really enjoyed uh, my conversation with Tiffany Moon from The Real Housewives ah, of Dallas. Yes, I hear she's very nice to talk to. She's she very is. lovely. Total sweetheart. And I think the reason why is she's still so green. You know, she was right. very fresh. Um, she didn't have like years of... PR training or experience where she's kind of like, you know, yeah. uh, answering with a bit more caution. She was just very real and authentic and, right. and she's lovely, like you said. Oh, so here's the thing. My question now is what Bravo Leb, who, who would you like to uh, chat with that you have not? Who is your ideal Bravo Leb other than Andy? Because fuck, I mean, Andy's oh the guy, right? Right. Um, <sighs> It, it's tough. I instantly kind of want to go to like who my favorite housewife is and just right. say them because that would be really fun to talk to. But I uh-huh. think in terms of like content and and trying to like really get some piping hot tea, I think it would be really fun to talk to Denise Richards. Ooh, um, I thought you were going to say Kenya, but Denise is good. That would also be great. Yes. Um, I, I think it'd be really fun to talk to Denise, but over like over you know, a few glasses of Casamigos because I need yeah. to get loosened up a bit, you know? Um, 
I, I don't want her trying to pull any like, yeah, I, I I don't know what she would say to get me to shut down. Like she'd be like, Blake, sure. Blake, fucking Blake. I don't know. Sure. But whatever it is. Hashtag that. Right. We don't need any of that. I want her loosey goosey, not apple juicy. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And I also think, uh, speaking of LVP would be really fun to talk to at this point. Now that she's right. a few seasons removed mm-hmm. again, maybe get like a, a couple glasses of rosé or some yes. LVP sangria. And Have get you her tried her, up. her rosé? I haven't tried her rosé, but I actually did go when she and Pandora launched their uh, sangria line years and years ago. I mean, I was still living in West Hollywood at the time. So in my WeHo, my WeHo days, yeah, yeah, I literally literally would go and like hunt these people down at Sir. Um, Love it. But yeah, she was doing like a a meet and greet and a tasting at Mm -hmm. like a just like a grocery store, like a Safeway or something. So I went and and I got to meet her, which was nice and taste the taste the sangria. I mean, it was was it good? It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I have haven't, to say, I, I haven't bought it since. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I, I tasted the Vanderpump Rose, right? And I almost am like, I want to be like Lisa Rinna and say, I just like Whispering Angel better. I, I just mm-hmm. don't like her rose. I've mm-hmm. never tried Whispering Angel, but I do have to say the you rose. You just assume. I yeah. do assume. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't love it. I did not. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. I do have to say, though, Skinny Girl Margarita. <sighs> I mean, Amen. That's all I'm saying. You can't beat it. It's the, it's the original. Everything else is just a cheater brand, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> it so is. <laughs> okay, so let's. You were talking about Vanderpump. Let's kind of stay in the realm of Vanderpump. So yeah, Vanderpump rules with everything that happened is happening. All this kind of shit. What are your thoughts? on the future of the show if there is one and were you completely shocked about the Katie and Tom thing because I know when I listened to your show it was like your first episode of your current podcast and it was like I heard you guys talking and she was like yep we made it and I'm like oh when I heard that I was like oh dagger in the heart so were you shocked by the news and uh the future of the show where's it going yeah. Um, yeah. So Katie was lovely enough to come on my very first episode of Blonde Hair, Black Heart. It was mm-hmm. it was great. We have like a mutual friend connection. So she was was awesome to come on. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, I was surprised only because, yeah, that was in like January and right. she was just like, yeah, we've made it. But I mean, to be fair, I, I asked the question. She didn't she wasn't just like outwardly gushing about their marriage. You know, I, I specifically said like, you know, did you guys think you'd be the last one standing? And to be fair, whether they, you know, made it till death or not, they still were the last one standing. That is (laughs) true. That is so, so I mean, you know, but yeah, I was a little surprised because there weren't, you know, any signs there in our conversation. Um, but to be fair, what was she going to say? Like, you know, I think I'm going to leave him in two months, you know? Right. Right. So overall though, not too surprised, just given the trajectory of their relationship what we've seen in the past yeah she also you know she doesn't seem like she's happy and thriving you know in the past couple seasons she's she's been like kind of a almost stuck yeah like kind of like a blob emotionally and personality wise like she's just at home all the time she and she herself says she's like I'm not doing anything I don't really have much going on career wise and I didn't feel fulfilled really exactly and he wasn't he wasn't helping her to feel fulfilled and not that it's anyone else's responsibility but you do rely on your partner and if your partner is not going to support you and build you up and and help you when you're at your lowest then like Mm -hmm. what are they there for you know I mean he does that for Sandoval he he and Sandoval need to just be together Truth. at this point because they're much better partners to each other than they are to anyone else. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that's part of the reason, like, especially with this past season, seeing it on screen whenever when they took that break from each other, which was <laughs> the like friendship a bunch break. of bull- Yeah, exactly. That oh. was fucking weird, but like I was here to see it. Right. Um, but just to see them do that and just you know, he didn't do any of that shit for Katie. Like he never right. really stuck up for her. And I totally understand that he wants to be like Switzerland here, right? So I don't know though. It just it bothered there, me. And there it, is it no wasn't Switzerland. Good. Yeah, there is no Switzerland when when you have a ring on your hand. You know, I, yes, I just, yes. It, it was it it wasn't even cool before they got married. Like he was a shitty boyfriend, but at least yeah. then it was like okay, now they're gonna get married, and now he's gonna like really commit to her. Yeah. Um, but he never did. <laughs> he never right. did. I think he's still. Uh, I don't think he ever grew up really. Yeah, he, you know what he, I mean. To me, a lot of people um, like to put the like Peter Pan syndrome logo onto like Shep or Austin, you know? Yes. Oh I my God, we'll get into that. Shit, right. Let me tell and, you. And, and they, they do fit the description, but I think Tom Schwartz is like the perfect example, like the epitome of a Peter Pan boy, man. I agree. Man boy. I totally agree. <laughs> Were you surprised with uh, Lala and Rand? Uh, you know, no, not really. I mean, yeah. maybe surprised in like, the way it just kind of happened abruptly. Yeah. Because my big thing is like, apparently everyone knew on the cast, like by the reunion, they're all like, well, we knew and we were just not saying anything to protect you. And so I'm just kind of surprised, like knowing what we know about Vanderpump rules and and seeing how the show has been. It's like, how, how was this not being talked about? Like that would have been a really good season. Right, (laughs) right, right. So true. So do you think there's a future for Vanderpump or do you think after the divorce with Katie and Tom? Cause I don't think they would film that shit. I don't think they'd want that on film. If they agree to, to continue the show together, which as of now, they seem to be very amicable. They've mm-hmm. been seen out together, like on like friend dates. They, right. I, I mean, I remember when like the news was first breaking, I was like, this can't be true because Tom was literally hanging out with Stassi last night, you know? So I was like, that can't uh, be true. Right. So I think that they're committed to keeping the group together, keeping the friendship, uh, you know, afloat. Yeah. So I think given all of that, they could move forward in filming the show. Mm-hmm. However, they could take it as like, well, you know what? If we if we bring cameras into this, like we're never going to stay friends. That like right. that would be the one fear. Right. But I could see it moving forward. I could. And I would love to see it move forward. It'd be entertaining um, and interesting. I mean, we like I said, what I asked Katie when she was on my show, you guys yeah. are the last ones standing. Like we've really been watching are. them together for 10 years now. Right. So yeah, I think the fans would love to see it, but really, you know, I personally just want to see them happy and, and remain amicable and sure. in that want place. Any bad blood here. That's for right. sure. Right. So let's, let's transition to some East coasters here. Cause let's do you know, it. My shows about the East coast bitches. So obviously real housewives in New Jersey is mm. playing. Yes. So uh, tell me your thoughts so far this past episode with the baseball gathering, Jennifer Aiden fucking hitting, hitting the sand. Thank God yeah. she had a helmet on. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Are you enjoying it thus far? Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think it's one of those seasons where the fans are just like very, very divided. It's a very polarizing uh, Ooh, so? cast. You know, I think that people are either very, very firmly team Jen and Teresa or very, very firmly team Marge and Jackie. Ah. Okay. And I think that there's 
I, I, I kind of see both sides. I'm like somewhere in the middle, Same. but, but it's like one of those situations because I am, I, I do pride myself on being able to kind of see all sides of it. And I talk about all sides. And even when there's a housewife that I love, like if they do something I don't agree with, I, I have no problem saying that I'm not sure. like a, like ride or die in that way. Right. And so I'll, you know, say something, oh, I disagree with Teresa on this one thing. And then mm-hmm. I just get like hounded with the, the tree huggers just like coming at me. And I'm like, right. no, I, I, I like Teresa. Like the show would not work without Teresa. Like, sure. trust me. Yeah. But I can also acknowledge like this one thing was hypocritical or like same with on the flip side. I also really like Marge and I know that's a, that's a controversial opinion right now. Oh, Uh, I love her so much. No, I think she's great, but then iced coffee. Love Exactly. She's great. The the Snickers crema. Yes. Which like, I'm still confused. Was it product placement? Did she, does she just carry that around with her at all times? (laughs) Both, both are believable. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, same thing. Like I love Marge, but I can also then recognize like, oh, Marge did this and that isn't cool or whatever. So I think it's just very polarizing. And at the end of the day, I think all of them are hypocrites. I think all of them are pointing, they're all pointing fingers at someone for doing something that they themselves have done, but they're mad mad at the other person for doing it. And it's all like, it's all conflated. Like, you know, you have Jennifer and Margaret both pointing fingers about like, you know, affairs and, and Mm -hmm. albeit they're, they're different in their respective situations, but like you both, you just have both of them being like, stop talking about my affair. No, you stop talking about my affair. And it's like, how about we all (laughs) stop talking about each other's affairs? But then we wouldn't have a show. Right. Exactly. And then, and then there's that, that little double-edged sword, you know, and same with like the, the Teresa and the, the Jackie of it all. It's like, yeah. you talked about my fiance, but you talked about my husband and like You're ruining my love bubble. Right, right. Exactly. So there's just a lot of that. So I'm just kind of in the middle, like watching a, a volleyball game, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm enjoying it. It's it's fun. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, uh, with the past episode, with the whole uh, baseball event for I don't know, who, I, I can't it's like remember. a charity situation. Yeah, charity event, right? I don't, I can't remember what it was for. Uh, the charity exactly. However, in the locker room when the ladies were getting ready, and then you have Gia and Teresa show up. Teresa wants the ladies to wear her love apparel for her new line that I feel like every celebrity uses some sort of thing to get oh an athleisure wear it's like a thing right. now very trendy just like bravo lebs in their books that they write right um now did you feel like Gia uh was she in the wrong to kind of come in with the whole well my mom supports you guys you can do that with Marge before we continue with the show I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find out things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean that it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, 
one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program, and more than 60% of the users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Yeah, um, I don't think she was in the wrong per se. Yeah. Uh, I debates think, on that online for I, 100%, 100%. Yeah. And I, and I, I recognize a lot of people are like, kids should stay out of the drama and like, just let the wives go. But we've seen, you know, countless situations where the kids get involved when, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, you know, in orange County, Brianna, uh, Gumbelson was always involved yes, in everything and so everyone true. loved it. Like everyone right. lived for the Brianna moments. Yes. And then early days of, uh, New Jersey, we had like, Ashley was like constantly in the oh, mix, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, literally like, like Jacqueline. yanking people's hair. Yes. Um, and, and again, Classics. It, and, and it's, it's just part of, the reality, you know, yeah. and especially in a city like New New Jersey, the fa- <laughs> it's it's all about the family, and that's kind yes. of the the core of New Jersey. So I agree, I totally yeah. Agree. Let the families get involved. I mean, all the husbands are getting involved. Why not let the kids get involved? Listen, My- I, if they didn't have those house husbands. Uh, I, I know. Right. Um, yeah. everyone on New Jersey, I think is earning their paycheck. Let's just be Ooh, fair. I agree. But yeah, I think my question, and, and this is just me playing devil's advocate. And I posed this question on Twitter and, and it like blew up. blew up, but I said, you know, I wonder if everyone who is like in support of Gia joining the conversation and getting involved, I wonder what they would say about like, if Antonia ever said anything or got Uh, involved and it's literally just me playing devil's advocate. Like I said, I have no problem with Gia getting involved. I think it's like great fun and and wildly entertaining. And like, (laughs) yeah, she's, she can defend her mom. Like uh, that, that is their reality. And a a lot of kids would do that, you know, but I posed this question and there was a lot of like varying responses, but I do always kind of just think over to the Gorga kids, because we do see so much of the Judice girls. And there's a lot of, especially this season, there was a lot Mm -hmm. of talk about what they've experienced and what they've gone through because of the show and because of what their aunt and uncle have said about their dad and all of that. And, and rightfully so, I think that they have every right to be defensive um, of their parents, all of that. They're totally, I I don't disagree, but I just want to shine the light over onto the Judice or the, the Gorga kids a little bit and be like, but what about them? I mean, they've also listened to their aunt and uncle say horrible things about their parents. Is anyone asking like what they have to think or say or feel, you know? Well, I mean, I like that. I like, I like that analysis. And I feel like maybe the answer would be Jersey wouldn't be Jersey without Teresa. 100%. So it's like, I feel like even though someone said, well, Jersey was Jersey because she went off to jail. Okay, but there was still fucking shit about her in the show. Right? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they stopped filming when she was gone. I don't think they ever had a season where she Without was her. gone. Yeah, no. Oh, shit, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, the fuck they, him? they stopped filming for like the, the full year and a half while she was gone. And then <gasps> so like one season ends with her getting ready to go away. And then the next season starts like literally two years later with her coming home. Oh, damn. The show literally couldn't go on. And I, and I recognize that. I understand that, you know, but that doesn't mean that she's perfect. 
True, but I feel like, I mean, Jersey could go on without the Gorgas. Yes. Without Melissa. I don't think they could go on without Joe because Joe's the <laughs> shit and he brings a lot because of Teresa, all that kind of shit. But I do feel like maybe uh, the Gorga family, because of Melissa, I mean, she isn't really as interesting and or dramatic as Teresa is. Yeah. And um, maybe that's why. I agree sure. with that I fully. Know. I agree with that. But I think also look at where the show was when Melissa and Joe were cast. It was coming True. off of those first couple seasons where once again, it was all about family. It was all mm-hmm. about the Laredo Manzo family. Right. Um, and they were now all leaving. And so they were like, we need to get Teresa's family. So Melissa right. wasn't cast on her own accord. She was cast because she was married to Joe and because right. there was already this drama within the family. So when you think of it in that way, it's like, sure, Melissa herself isn't bringing the drama, but like what, what she carried along with her into the show, her whole family dynamic that brings a lot of the drama. Right. Honestly, I'd like to see them all get a spinoff, like the, the Gorgas and the Judices where like the whole awesome. families, including yes. all the kids, yeah. like do some bonding therapy. I don't know, I fight club, but whatever they need to do, yeah. <laughs> <and> <laughs> figure it out because then I'd love to see like next season or in a couple seasons, like a true Melissa and Teresa joining together and taking yeah. down everything. Honestly, their dynamic, I'm still in my heart, even though they say that they're good, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. I yeah. really just don't feel, I don't really feel like Teresa accepts Melissa into her family. Never. She never you will. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just like, I feel bad for Melissa because of that, but I'm wondering, I'm like, does Melissa maybe feel that or sense that? Because, I mean, I do on the show, even when they say, oh, yeah, we're good now. Yeah, no, especially I saw that watching um, like Ultimate Girls Trip. Right, and right. And Mo- Melissa said several times, she's like, we're going to have so much fun. And Teresa's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like, you, you can I see it on Louis. her face. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I think... Um, and, and who knows, maybe Melissa signed up really thinking like we have these fractured bonds in our family. Maybe we can join the show and fix things. And, yeah. and Wishful it, thinking. it just never happened. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> well, that's some good shit. That is some good shit. I do love Jersey. Like you said, Jersey's very family oriented for sure. Yeah. Um, let's go over now to our Roni bitches. Um, wow. Obviously, I heard a little bit what you had to say about the reboot. Yeah. But uh, let let the Yinzes on here know about your thoughts with the reboot. Do you feel, because I know I had Diana Jebby on here um, last episode, and she is thinking, she doesn't know, but she's thinking that the newer Roni is going to have Ebony and Leah possibly and kind of like their crew. Gotcha. Would you be uh, here for it or n- no? And that's not, I actually, I liked Ebony. I didn't like Leah. Ooh. I think if they're going to just like do reboot? a reboot and like, just, just do let's, it. yeah, fully scrap it, start from ground zero. And I am thinking of it as more of like, I don't know, like, I, again, I'm like showing my, my age and my like MTV era, but I'm like, you know, the city with Whitney port, like get some like younger I fucking Whitney. Oh my God. Right. Right. Get some younger, like really fashionable, like socialite style, I mean, like a bunch of Tinsley's honestly would be yeah. really fun. Like, like a bunch of that vibe. 
Yeah. That's what I would want to see for the reboot. And like, you know, there maybe some of them are married. Maybe one of them has like an older husband. Maybe one of them is single and dating. Like, I think there's a lot that you could have there with 30 something kind of sure. demographic. Sure. And then keep the old broads who we love in, <laughs> in the legacy series, you know, because they're, yes. that's something special too. And that oh, is I its own it, yeah. unique thing. But like, keep in mind, Ramona's literally like in her mid sixties, you know? So when you have someone like that on a cast with someone like Leah, it's just, it's so inauthentic. These women would never hang out exactly, ever. Exactly. And that's what doesn't work. You know, yeah, yeah. it just doesn't now, work. What makes you not like Leah? I'm curious on that. I liked her her first season. I didn't like her her second season. And I think it was because I started to feel like a lot of the things that she was saying or like the causes she was taking on. I felt like mm-hmm. they were starting to feel inauthentic. I knew, I felt like you were going to say inauthentic. I did. Yeah. Yeah. In her first season, she was very vocal and she seemed like, you know, kind of like the voice of the people. And then as you got to know her a little bit more, you're, I personally felt like that wasn't her true self. Sure. Sure. Now with the Roni legacy, as they are suggesting what it could be called, what would your, would your lineup include Ramona? Um, and who else, I guess. I, I mean, yes, I think it would. Um, yeah, she's I, a staple. She's annoying she, as she fuck, is. but she's a staple to the show. 100%. And yeah. I recognize that she is problematic in many ways, but I'm, I'm not necessarily the first person to jump on like the fire them train. If, if you're right. problematic, because right. I think part of the show is watching imperfect people and part of the fun is watching them be put in their place. So why not have her make an ass of herself and have the whole world watch, you know, sending her off to to hide in a hole doesn't help anyone. Certainly doesn't help the fans. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing her back. I think I, you know, I heard recently that Bethany was saying that the only way she would come back is if it's the original five. So like her Mm. Jill, Ramona, Luann, and Alex McCord. Um, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I I don't hate that idea, but I think maybe more interesting is those same five, yeah. but swap out Alex with Sonia. Mm, so yeah. I think like Bethany, Sonia, Jill, Luann, Ramona, those would be kind of my ultimate, like, like when I think of legacy, when I think of New York. Those are the ones that I think of that kind of are the staples. They, they are the Mount Rushmore of NYC for me. Yeah. 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 I heard talks though, that Luann's getting her own spinoff for, uh, E. Yeah. I heard that too. Um, you know, it's a, I don't know how accurate though. Yeah. It's a tough thing with the spinoffs. They only seem to work when they're like, not really about the person they're being spun off from. Like, like Vanderpump rules, Uh you know, worked because it wasn't just like the LVP show, you know, there was an actual cast of like really compelling characters. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what Luann's show would be. I heard that it was maybe like cabaret or like, (laughs) yeah, which again, it's like, just because you, you do a cabaret show doesn't mean that you're like a, an expert in oh she said m- music i know or... adele oh <laughs> my god honey. i mean you're your girl <laughs> like you're no adele you're no rebecca black you're <sighs> like there's a lot of people you aren't um oh, lord yeah i think that's kind of like my ideal uh roni legacy and then to your question on like overall what do i think of the idea you know i don't necessarily hate it i think that it's a good 
solution to mix things up and just to kind of like change things up right away. Right. But the question I posed on my podcast as to like, my only concern is how do we move forward from here? At what point do like the girls on the reboot show become legacy oh, players? Oh yeah, I remember. Yep, yep. You know, I so like at a certain that. point, because that's how the show works is that we get these new people and then eventually right. they become like familiar faces and then eventually they become like longtime staples on the show. Right. And so right. at what point are you like, okay, you're off the reboot and now you're going over to the legacy show? you know? Right. So I think it's just a, a thing that will be ever changing and ever evolving sure. until it's just done, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very, it's very current. And I think, you know, from what I heard on your show as well, doing it, our, uh, Orange County as well. I mean, really just every franchise, right? But, yeah. Good the work. Old, the old franchises. I mean, if you think about like Potomac, I'd say a lot of them are still there, right? Yeah. Minus a few. So I don't know if they've been here long enough to actually do that yet, but you could really say for any franchise, except Dubai. Did you see right. that little that little diddle on, uh, on the social media world? Oh I my did. God, I'm so excited. Me too. I, I showed my husband, who's like very not into the housewives at all, but I showed him the clip just because I thought it was really well done. Yes. And, and then later I was like flipping through my phone and I saw a photo of Caroline Stanbury in front of like the blue screen filming it. And he saw it and he was like, wait, I thought it was real. And I was like, you really thought that they were like oh. in a sandstorm <laughs> with like glitter flying everywhere? Hollywood magic. Right, exactly. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm really excited about that. June 1st is, uh, I think, the date from what Can't I wait. recall in my mind. Yeah. yeah so that's going to be a doozy. Yeah. Now, let's get into um, more of your personal life with Bob. Okay. Let's do it. Let me know, what are your top three shows? They do <gasps> not have to be housewife shows. Any any show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, definitely the housewives. I I. I would say the housewives as a whole, I can't even like break it up into individual ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then that would just be like my top like 10. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. So I think just the housewives in general, will lump that all together. I love Vanderpump rules. I think it's the best uh, spinoff from any mm-hmm. Bravo show. Um, obviously but the, past... the gang just started. So. I know. I know it's, <laughs> it's, it's doing well, but it doesn't have the longevity that, that Vanderpump rules had. And like, those first two seasons of Vanderpump Rules, there's nothing like it. Epic. Like it was so good. So epic, yeah. And uh, and then I think Million Dollar Listing. I love Million Dollar Listing. I'm a big like real estate Which guy. One? I like LA and New York. Which yeah. one do you like better? It's hard. I, I think LA just okay. because like the real estate porn is just so epic. Like Manhattan real estate is beautiful, but it's like, you know, $7 million for a 2000 square foot apartment. Whereas in LA, (laughs) you're looking at like, you know, 12,000 square foot sprawling mansions in the Hills with like, you know, acres and acres. So the, the real estate porn is a little bit different. Yes. Yes. I'm into size. Size matters for me. Hey, uh, I think it matters for a lot of people just saying, (laughs) but you know, here's the thing I was talking. I I can't remember who this was. I I'm looking for a house in Pittsburgh Mm. because I'm moving back here from Chicago, uh, pretty soon. So someone told me, yeah, if you try to get a house in fucking California, some people are taking like 50 year mortgages. Yeah. 50 years. Yeah, oh it's my crazy. God. I hope it's I'm crazy. here in 50 years. Like, holy shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One of my good friends lives in, in LA and she and her boyfriend were, uh, you know, looking for a house and they got pre-approved for a mortgage. And she was telling me how much they got pre-approved for. And it was just yeah. like this 
asinine amount. And I was like, you guys are that rich. And she was like, no, 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 we're not that rich. That's just how much houses cost. Like the banks have to give you that much money because that's how much the houses cost. And I was like, that's insane. That's insane. That makes me not want to live there. Yeah. Like ever. And that's why I don't, I don't live there. <laughs> yeah. How long were you there? So I was in LA for like six years and then I was in Orange County for a bit. Um, and yeah, I was always a renter and I was always, you know, living in like, like a tiny little house or something. Um, yeah, yeah. and now I, you know, like I said, I, I live in Arizona now and yeah. yeah, I'm a homeowner and it's great. So yes, oh, very well, happy since you, uh, since you went to, uh, so you said million dollar listing Vanderpump and all the housewives. Yeah. Cool. We'll get in a little deeper with those, but since you were on OC, let's talk about OC. Yeah. I, I hear that, I mean, you're a Heather fan. I am. I am. I'm such a Heather Dubrow apologist. I, I convince me because I, she ain't doing it for me. Convince I know. And she is a very specific type of person. And I also am that type of person. We're both Capricorns. We were both raised in upper middle class Jewish households. Okay. Um, so I think we just have like a lot of the same influences, like the same type of people that we've experienced, like those sure. Jew- Jewish grandma figures. Okay. We're both. You don't give me Heather vibes though. Okay. That's all I'm I saying. I think hang out with me a little longer. Ah! I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you've noticed. I talk with my hands a lot. I'm, I, I'm kind of like slow in my articulation, which I think sure. she is also. Sure. Um, and part of that is probably just who we are, but also we both were theater majors in school. So we're like very <gasps> slow and deliberate Music in major, our delivery. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a total type A. I'm extremely rigid and like to be in control of things. I'm like a total hostess with the mostest. I love Did you that go to stuff. Syracuse too? I, I didn't go to Syracuse, <laughs> no. but I did go to like a, a private, like Wait, a private school. I went to Santa Clara university, okay. which is like a tiny little like country club college. Um, okay. yeah, I I'm also, we're both Capricorns. I think that might be yes. like the, the biggest kicker as to okay. why I, I get okay. her. But yeah, I mean, my thing with Heather is I, I recognize that like, she's not for everyone. I recognize that she does have very high standards and like, she can be pretentious, but of all of, of all of the like egregious personality traits that we've seen on the real housewives, I don't think pretension is like the, the end all be all. Right. Um, So true. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, we've seen people literally be like, monsters on camera, but both to their castmates, both to strangers, to the production. Like we've seen, I mean, Teresa is like shoved Andy. We've seen, she like threw, threw something at the camera recently. We we (laughs) see housewives get really, really amped up. And I think the reason why it bugs people when it happens with Heather so much is because it's not like, it doesn't feel like she's losing her cool. Mm -hmm. It still feels very like calm and calculated and people don't like that, Mm. but I never I thought of it like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think maybe, maybe people would rather her just like, like look like a screaming bobblehead, like Vicki Gumbelson for a minute. Yeah. Who knows? I but, was gone. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think maybe we're, that's more relatable for people because more people are like that. More people just kind of like lose their shit. Right. And there is something I understand that could be off-putting about someone who, even when they're like losing their cool, they're still very like calm. Like it's kind of eerie. It's hard to, it's hard. My mom always told me it's hard to come back and yell at someone and all this shit whenever they're being calm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to come back. Yeah. 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 It's a little off-putting because you just want it like you're getting amped up and then you want them to get amped up. And and so, yeah. So I recognize that Um, she's not for everyone, but I, I personally in like 
I think there are so many moments that we've seen on the show currently and in the past where she actually is like a really good friend to these ladies, whether it's, you know, these conversations we've seen her had with Dr. Jen about her relationship. And I am listening and thinking like, wow, like you're actually being a really good friend. You're not just telling her like what she needs to hear. You're Mm -hmm. like, you're supporting Ryan and you're trying to get her to see Ryan's point of view while also like telling her that you hear what she's saying there's been stuff in the past. Like, you know, we found out during, uh, Shannon's second season that like Heather knew the whole time that David was having an affair and like never said anything about it. Right. The worst, but you know, Heather never said anything about it. So there are a lot of other wives that like would, would not, uh, hold things close to their chest like that. Like Um, Margaret. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I can, I can definitely recognize like the the both the good and the bad in her um but for me yeah she's just like my you're literally giving me like my oops bust my mic there you're making my heart warmer for heather debris good good so thank you for that when i watch her because i feel like this season for me i haven't been really interested in it because maybe I'm like, oh my God, Heather, I don't need to hear about your fucking house. I don't want to hear about this, your trips and all. I like, I don't need to hear it. And I think also Noelle is kind of like exhausting me. I mean, granted, the girl is going through a lot of shit and she's definitely like, I don't know, but she, she's not for me either. But yeah, you're making my heart a little warm for Miss Heather. So well, thank then, you for if, opening if, my eyes. Yeah. If that's all I did today, then I did a little good. So there you go. Now, did a little good he did. Man, that was a super intense conversation, especially about OC. I can't even believe that he made me feel like positive vibes for Heather because as Yin's guys know, she's not my fave. She's kind of like Tamara Judge, but I have to say I like Tamara a whole hell of a lot better than Heather. But, you know, he was making my heart warm to Heather Debro. So you know what, Miss Heather, I may start to follow you now because I don't think I do currently. But make sure Yin's guys stick around for next week so you can hear part two of my podcast hang with Blake. You'll understand that towards the end of whenever I'm plugging everything. And you know what? Why don't we just do that now? <laughs> Be sure to follow Blake at Blake, this is on Instagram. However, when you spell Blake, you got to put seven A's, honey. So Blake, that's what you got to do. B-L-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-K-E. <laughs> that's a lot of A's. And follow his podcast as well. Blonde hair, black heart. Put the at at the beginning because that's, you know the Instagram handle. Check him out on Twitter too. And Yins, guys, make sure you follow me as well. Bravo Yinzer. That's Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Follow us too at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And we will catch Yins next week. Make sure you tune in and have a great week. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. 
and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.